What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I am Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Oh, yeah. We've made it through another week. I know. And it's almost springtime. So it's like starting to get a little bit warm and it's got me really excited. Yeah. Uh, But it was also still kind of cold. So it's nice for the week to be over. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Pros and cons (laughs) to this week. I don't know. Today felt pretty warm and I took advantage of that and spring cleaned the van. And as I was doing it, it felt very springish. I was I, I loved it. It's like I had all the doors open. The regrowth is starting to happen in the spring season with the van, with the business, with nature. Everything is all coming together, coming out of uh, hibernation and coming out of the darkness into the light. Yeah. And it was just I was really looking forward to happy hour. So, yeah, me too. Um, great week for it. Yes, Absolutely. And this week, we are going to do another Q&A session because, you know, new questions come up all the time, and we don't want to have this podcast be so regimented where we have to pick a super serious topic each week because a lot of it's kind of miscellaneous stuff. And uh, so about every six weeks or so, we're going to do a QA and a episode and just have some fun, have some drinks, and answer some cues. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. The last one was really fun, so I am looking forward to yeah. this. Do you have any cues for me before we start? Oh. Oh, you do? I do. <laughs> okay, I just put you on the spot. What are you drinking? Oh, yeah, we didn't <laughs> talk about that. Uh, we are drinking some High Noons. It's canned cocktail. Yeah. It was a busy week. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we keep saying this every week. I know. It's a cop out, but. It's okay. We need to focus on the important thing. We're, you know, I wish. I feel like maybe we should add a segment where we have people send in cocktails that they want us to try. Because I feel yeah. like I don't even know where to start when it comes. to I cocktails. know there's so many, and you need so many different ingredients. <laughs> you need like kind of almost a full bar setup yeah. to really get into it. So we'll think about that. But I love these things. High noon. Um, we got the They're mango so ones, yeah. and it's like. It's kind of like a seltzer, but it's really just vodka and soda water. I love it. They're so good. They're so good. They're so refreshing. Perfect for the spring season. That's I was why just we picked say it. That. Not because we got lazy on the cocktails. Yeah. But last week nope. we had we had a mixed drink, so Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say we've gotten lazy, but I feel like every time we drink a canned drink, we make an excuse, but that's just It's still a cocktail. It's still a cocktail. It's still happy hour. It's still happy hour. That's really yeah. all that matters. That's We're really just- <laughs> all that matters. Um Yeah, so do you have any other cues for me before we get started? Um, yeah, I okay. Oh, you do? sure. Okay. I'll think of something. Okay. Um, I forget who one of my family members. Whenever we have a family party, always makes everyone go around the table and say what their high and low of the week is. Do you have a high and a low from? from oh this wow, week? that's a really interesting um thing to do. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of conversation started. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean to like, you know. Put me on the spot. If your low is like yeah. real low, I'm very sorry, but. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Let's see. High of the week was, hmm, let's see. We had a we had a crazy busy week. Um, I would say, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I, all right, I'll start with the low. Okay. Low of the week, uh. We're trying to finish up a bunch of jobs that we couldn't finish up over the winter because we had to do landscaping and planning. Yeah. And um, those are the type of things that always get me like the most stressed out, like finishing up one job, all the little tiny details, all the finishing touches and trying to do that to like three jobs at the same time because there were certain things we couldn't do over the winter. That always gets me really stressed out. So that uh, was probably my low point of the week. Dealing with that, like on Wednesday, I was just like stressed out. So much stuff going on. Yeah. Anyway, um, high of the week was probably, at least professionally, was getting to take pictures of the finished project that we just finished. Finishing up the time lapse. And uh, we got some awesome pictures of it. That was also like the first job that we have completely finished since before winter. Because it was the first one that we were really able to plant. So... Yeah. That was really cool. And now that we're getting into the spring, we're going to have a bunch of projects finished up like at the same time. So 
Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. All right. What was your high and low? Well, that was going to be my high, so now I have to think of another high. Oh. <laughs> um, gosh, this week I feel like was so long and also so short. So I think yesterday it was really busy, and I like like you said, I felt like I was have, like just a lot of loose ends having to wrap up. So yeah. I, I'll I'll give that my low too. Um, but high, I would say. I feel like I've I've really start started to get into the photography part, and I really yeah. this week really felt like something clicked for me with the photography. So I I feel like maybe that's my high. Yeah, probably finishing that project is the real high, but like secondary high would be you're getting really great at with editing uh, photographs and taking photographs. Uh, just a real it's been real fun all around photographer. Yeah, you are becoming so. Um, the guys make fun of me every time I pull the camera out. They're like, Yeah, what are you? They're used to the video camera now, but when I'm just like standing there taking their picture, yeah. they're like, what are you, what are you doing? And then they're like, well, let me see. <laughs> oh, take another one. Let me pretend to be doing this. Yeah. yeah they like So the I pictures. think that's my high. Yeah. It's been really fun. I'm, I've really enjoyed that this week. Yeah. And it's, um, it's cool to get some different angles and like just kind of a different, see the day through like a different lens. Like you did the kind of like random shots of the day on probably like Wednesday, mm-hmm. which was just cool to kind of see like, uh, you know, see it in a different light. Yeah. It was fun. Definitely. That was fun. Should we get into the questions? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We got uh, voicemails. We also put it out on Instagram. Uh, if people were maybe a little scared to call in and didn't want to, you know, have their voice out there and have a, sh- have a shout out. So yeah, we got a couple of those, a couple of voicemails. So start it off wherever. All right. Let's see. I'm just going to do these as they came in, so we'll see how many we get through. Yeah. First come, first serve situation. Oh, okay. I like that. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Sean and Catherine. This is Jeff from Heritage Landscape Co. in Pennsylvania. I just wanted to call and praise you guys for the innovation. Lots of cool ideas. I love the podcast. And all the videos and the stuff you've been bringing to the industry, it's really been helpful for me, and I know it helps a lot of other guys. My question is, one, how does Tony make it look so easy to be a carpenter? And two, was he really the backup quarterback for Joe Montana or whoever it was? All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the call there, Jeff. Appreciate it. Um Go check him out. Uh, I think his Instagram handle is just Heritage Landscape Co. Maybe type that in, you'll find him. Um, yeah. Good follow. Good follow. Uh, that was that was a pretty good one. So basically, <laughs> well, first off, we appreciate that uh, you know you like the stuff that we're putting out, and yeah. we actually did play this one for Anthony. Do you want to sum <laughs> up his response? He said. Because it is, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's and they, very straight to the point. And they closed the door to the van and went <laughs> and back walked to work. walked away, yeah. He does make uh, carpentry look very easy, and yeah, when he says that because it is, I think what he really means is that, you know, anybody can become good at it if you're passionate about it. Yeah. He's super passionate. Like, he loves being a carpenter. You know, he takes pride in it. He wants to get better. He wants to do things as best as he can. He wants to be proud of the work that he does. So if you have that mindset, like it's not that hard to get good at it. You just need to, you know, practice. You need experience and you need to have that passion to want to get better. Yeah. And I think he's been doing it for so long now that he it's just second nature to him. Everything. He's just so skilled that he just. Yeah. That he downplays how good he is at it. Because yeah. he really is. He, he's great. He's the best. He, when he explains things to me, it sounds like he's a scientist. And he, like, he was talking about building roofs the other day, which is not something that I know about. And he's explaining it so technically. Yeah. I'm like, and he, he's just talking. Like, to him, yeah. he's just like, this is just, these are just facts that I have in my brain that live in there. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, what? So, yeah. I think he just, it's just second nature. It definitely is. And, yeah, I think he just... It's rare that you meet somebody that really has like that much passion for what they do. And those are the type of people that really become good at that thing because they take pride in it. And like that's that's their thing. And they want to they want to do something that, like I said, they can be proud of. And 
and he is that person. So we're very lucky to have him on Team Premier Outdoor. And yes, he was. Well, he's not the <laughs> not, backup not to Joe, Joe Montana. Montana. He's not that old, but <laughs> he was the high school backup to Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Yep, Audubon High School. Mr. Anthony Lombardo was his backup, and uh, I'll tell you what we we sometimes pull out the pigskin on the job site, and my man still got it. <laughs> He's got a cannon. He can really chuck the football. Yeah, that is a. I love that little tidbit, little fact. Yeah, well, nice little factoid about yeah. Anthony. <laughs> People are always really shocked by it, and then um, and they're always shocked when they meet him how tall he is. He's huge. He's, yeah, he's really tall. He's really super super tall. Yeah. He's like 6'5", maybe 6'6", six, six, something like that. Yeah. He's huge. He's got a big presence. He does. And the rest of us are like all, I'm like, I guess, <laughs> average height. I don't know. Probably somewhere around average, but I'm really, and I'm taller than everybody else. <laughs> so Anthony yeah. looks like a giant on our job site. <laughs> and he's a giant in our hearts as well. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully that answered <laughs> your questions. Uh, appreciate the call. <sighs> Let's, uh, what else we got? Let's see what's next. Hey, all This is Mike from How to Hardscape. I've got a question for you about your custom designs and everything that you've got going on there. How do you set realistic goals for your crew in terms of getting things done day by day? What does that look like, especially since everything is so uh, custom, unique, every single job that you do? How do you set those realistic goals so that it's not too short, that it expands into the time that you allot it, and it's not too long that it's just unrealistic for your crew to get done? Thanks. Love what you guys are doing there. Appreciate the call, Mike. Um, Mike from How to Hardscape Podcast. Uh, you can check them out as well, doing some really cool stuff. And that's a tough one. And... I don't know who's better to answer that, me or you, about the custom ideas that we do and the inlays and how we set up the schedule around them because the schedule's usually not not right when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> it usually does either it very rarely goes better than expected and takes less time when yeah. it comes to those like custom details like the job in general could go better than expected and things could progress faster. But when it comes to those details, it kind of seems like no matter how well it's planned out and how much time goes into thinking about the detail and the, and the schematics and the, all of those little tiny details, it never seems to happen faster than expected. So yeah, you really have to um, kind of, we like to set the expectation kind of high and, you know, set a good goal for ourselves. put some cushion in there. But also like once we're committed to doing it, we're going to do it. Even if it takes a lot longer than expected, we don't want to sacrifice the like integrity of that design or the integrity of the craftsmanship. Like once we commit to it, we're committed to it and right. we start to, you know, kind of build on those techniques for the inlays and, we try to come up with cooler ideas and more complicated stuff as time goes on. So it's always a little bit hard to really dial in how long exactly something's going to take. But we always set the priority that, you know, we want to try to get it as close as possible and, and really estimate it right. But once we get started on it, like we're committed to it, it, at that point, it doesn't really matter anymore. We can reevaluate after the job and say, man, that took way too long we need to either charge more or figure out a better way to do it. But, you know, just committing to it is really important for us. So I don't know. What do you yeah. think? How can, no, how think can we get better at that? Because that is something that we need to, we need to improve upon. Yeah. I would, I would really be curious to hear from somebody who does, who has like an operation that's much more um, quantity based. Like, cause we, we, I mean, other than, during the winter when we can't like really finish completely finished jobs. Yeah. We start and finish jobs. So you can tell the next customer like, okay, we're a week behind. You're going to be, you know, we don't give firm dates. So it's just kind of like, okay, we'll, we're going to get there in a week or this job is running late. So, you know, we're yeah. kind of flexible with our schedule, but I'd be interested to hear how someone who 
has like a bunch of different crews and all that kind of stuff kind of works it. But I think it's just being, like you said, just taking in consideration of, okay, that job, like why did that job take longer than we expected? What about that job took longer? And then know that for the next thing going forward when you're trying to make a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. It's all going to come from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you first start doing like those kind of like crazy details, you're, Mm -hmm. it's just impossible to really, um, quantify how long it's going to take because there's just so many little things that pop up that you, you don't foresee that kind of take more time than you thought. And you get better at that as you go. But usually after you do a couple of them, you come up with new ideas that there's always this aspect of not completely like knowing how it's going to turn out until you do it because it's a new idea. You know, there's always something different about it. So it's hard to quantify and it's something that we're still kind of struggling with, I guess. Um, Yeah. But we're getting better at it, I would say. Yeah. We just kind of know. And there's always that it's part of a larger project. So it's kind of like we can build a cushion in plus the job has kind of a cushion in. And we try to look at the whole project and kind of estimate how many weeks it's going to take. Um, so we're not going into like a small patio job and thinking, okay, we can be in and out of here in three days. Like the smallest possible jobs that we'll do, it's like seven days probably. Yeah. And that would be a really small job. So yeah. Um, so it's, it's tough. Um, we talked about scheduling last week with just the state of the world. So um, – yeah, I would say once you decide that you're going to do it, try to learn from it, but yeah. also be committed to it once you start and just. <laughs> How do you it. wait? I want to ask you a question. Yeah. So so right now we are currently booked a year out. And mm-hmm. since I've started, we still have some designs on the books that were planned and done before I even started working here. Yeah. So how do you feel like, like we're booked? Throughout this whole entire year, you're, you have designed this design months yeah. ago. You're going to get to it in a couple months. Like, what is your thought process when you, like, because you do, you do the design and then you have a year to sit on it. Like, how much <laughs> time, how much do you think, like, what, how does that change in your mind? Like, when you come up, do you think of new ideas? Or are you like, yeah. I want to, I've, we've done the same thing for a year. Not that you do the same thing that often, yeah. but like, I want to try this new technique and I can't now because we're booked out a year. Yeah. How do you balance that? So that's, in your brain. Uh, in my brain, <laughs> uh, I can't answer that. It's just pure <laughs> chaos. Um, that is that's a really good question because a lot there's kind of two ways. Either that client that is a year out from you know the time that we signed, they're watching all of our projects as mm-hmm. we go, so they get an idea because we're always trying new things and they're. They'll see something and say, oh, my God, I want that added to my project. So um, that's something that we always deal with. Or just like certain things, like I think probably like two years ago, we went away from just doing bare six by sixes on our pergolas. So we started building out all of our columns or Mm -hmm. trimming them. Um, We weren't doing bare six by sixes anymore. So once we kind of made that decision, there was a couple people that kind of just got a free upgrade because it was something that we decided like trimming them out or building out the columns. So beefier column just looks so much better. That's what we're going to do from now. And that's like our new standard. So yeah, stuff, stuff does change. Like when it comes down to the little details, when jobs are booked that far out um, and it's either the client sees an idea from something that we've done because they've been following us or I just get dead set on, okay, this is our new standard for this one thing mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably one of our, like, uh, one of our biggest downfalls but biggest positives <laughs> is that yeah. once I get set on an idea, like, okay, this is the best looking way to do this post. We're not going to do stained six by sixes anymore. I just, I won't do it anymore. And I can't bring myself to, I don't care if it's going to take longer. Once I decide that like this is a much better way to do it and the end product looks so much better, I'm just going to do it. And that sometimes leads to scheduling delays and all that stuff. But um, 
but that's always but been it's my worth priority. It in the end. Yeah. yeah, I think so. The end product is always yeah. What makes it worth it? So absolutely, I like that. And we're nimble enough that we can adapt, adapt yeah. on the fly, adapt or die, adapt or die. Yeah, we said that last week. Oh, we did. Still true. Still so <laughs> true. What else? Right. Uh, we also did open it up to our uh, the hardworking happy hour Instagram. We posted it. Did we get any? Oh, Any yeah. questions in there? Yeah, let's do one of those. Okay. So we got pros and cons of the MCC versus a traditional office. Ooh. Well, all right, we'll try to come up with some cons <laughs> for the MCC. Um, should we do the same format we did for the TikTok last week or whenever that was? You come up with a pro. I'll come up with a con. Yeah. Let's do you that. You come up with con, I'll come up with a pro? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. okay. All, right, All right, so you start with a pro. I okay. Guess. I mean, literally everything. But yeah. I will say, um, oh my gosh. It's mobile. There's so many. There, it's got yeah. wheels on it. <laughs> no, I, I, when I first started, I was just fully remote. I was working out of my house most of the time, and I would stop by the job site every once in a while. But now I am fully on the job site, like hands-on every day. And I think that that has been so good to be like we're either working here together and we can brainstorm whatever we need to be yep. doing or whatever or the guys can come in and talk to us if they need to or you know just being on site having us all there just working together it's yeah. that's has been the best yeah for sure and me being there as well like i was getting to a point where i would be on site for like half the day then i would go home to work remotely and do like editing and all that kind of stuff. But we've, I really needed to like be here to be, you know, jump out, take a look at something, yeah. you know, answer a question, whatever. It, it's been so great for it to have wheels and be mobile and we can take it to each <laughs> job. Yeah. So, all right. A con. A con. How about those gas prices? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Um it's all anybody can talk about the <laughs> I know. gas prices. I know. Let's um let's not get what? into that topically, but Oh, this is a challenge that I want for people. <laughs> I want people to when prices eventually go down, when they're down, you don't hear people praising the low prices. You only hear it's them true. complaining about the high yeah. prices. Let's so stop complaining. Let's start embracing. Yeah. I so like that. It's a good challenge. Yeah. I, I'd never pay attention to gas prices. I don't I'm like, either. <laughs> I'm going to pay it either gas way. Gas <laughs> is like food for my car and I need my car to go. So, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, a little bit above my pay grade there. So, uh, but That's I will true. say that, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it, it takes gas, you know, you got to drive yeah. it to the job site. Um, so regardless of the current con. state of affairs, it's a hefty vehicle regardless. Yeah, it's an E350. <laughs> uh, this is your big boy. So <laughs> it doesn't get super great gas mileage, but uh, no. it's worth it. So it that's is. a that's a con, I guess. It takes gas. Yeah. It's about as con as I can come up with when yeah, it comes to this thing. Yeah. All right. So, you so have now to I do a, a con? You have to do a con, okay. yeah. Um, I gotta say, I don't like bringing this negativity within the, I know. Yeah. this, I Sorry. do, I do want our, our van to know that it's we a stretch it, yeah. to get to these cons. Cause there's just so many pros. Um, but I guess the other con would be, um, the, cl the climate control of the van. Oh, we haven't, yeah. we're, we're, I, I, I am We've totally fine way. with the way that it is, but sometimes we're in here and we're like. Oh my god, it's so hot! It's yeah. so hot in here. Yeah, and the you know, which is not really something to complain about, but yeah, I'm a little concerned about the summer and how we're going to figure that out. Which is just, it's not a problem. It's just a solution we haven't found yet. Yeah, so we'll get there. We will. But That's you know, a good point. Yeah. we're still working on it. It's always a balance. We're always talking yeah. about the temperature in here. <laughs> it is, and we have a like a lot electric space heater plus a propane space heater yeah sometimes we have both going at the same time and sometimes like we're working so intently like i'll be editing you'll be you know doing your stuff and we'll be really locked in and then <laughs> yeah. we'll be like oh my god it's like a million <laughs> degrees in here like i'm gonna die and meanwhile yeah. it's like you know 
it's like 30 degrees outside and then we go out and we're like oh my god we had to get out of there so hot <laughs> like shut up it's freezing out here you're complaining yeah. about how hot it is in your van and we had a, like a like a week of of worrying whether the propane heater was giving us uh, carbon, monoxide carbon monoxide poisoning, poisoning. Yeah. It not, wasn't. It yeah, wasn't. But yeah, but we did get a, a detector yeah. just to make sure. We were worried about that for a minute, but everything we was were. fine. Everything was completely All right, fine. Let's go back to pros. Let's I like go pros. back to pros. Uh, I mean, it just looks so cool. We recently yeah. uh, have been driving it around, picking up plants in it when necessary. <laughs> How many compliments have we gotten on it this week? Countless. So many. Countless. Like anybody who sees it, they love it. And it's such a talking point. And then, you know, it's kind of an opportunity to talk about the business, too, because they, you know, they obviously have questions like, yeah. what are you doing in this van? They yeah. see it and it's impressive. So. Yeah, it looks like an office, but there's also microphones and we're also yeah. picking up plants in it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very use. Yeah. And it looks so inconspicuous from the outside. Yeah. And you open up the doors and people are like, oh, my God, what the heck is this? <laughs> So that's pretty cool. People yeah, love it. People do love it. And when we went to really anytime we have gone anywhere since we've gotten this, when like it's somewhere obviously that we would not bring it, like Florida to the IBS, <laughs> yeah. every single person asks, did you drink, drive the mobile command center down here? <laughs> it's like, obviously we didn't, but that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, love it. everyone loves it. Everybody wants to see it in person. So, uh, yeah, that's a pro. Yeah. Um, okay, my next pro, I mean, I love everything about this van, but I think that yeah. this van, the, the way that we've set this up, I think this could work for, like, almost any business. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like, like, traditional office, like, having your office set up somewhere. And, I mean, you can totally do that, too, and then have, like, a van as a complement to your business. Like, yeah. if you do need to go out on site, you got your office, you got your mobile office, I just feel like anybody could use it. Yeah, I'm totally. so team mobile command center. It's so yeah. helpful. It it's just really, great to be on really site. Um, and then not be like sitting in the dirt somewhere. Like you have your space. It still yeah. feels like an office. Would there be any pros to having a stationary office? Um, I mean, I'm sure for other businesses, but I don't think so. Not I for got us. One. I got one. What? We can't get a mailing address on the van. We can't get mail delivered Ooh. directly to the van. True. That's, yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> that's the only one I can really think of. I yeah. mean, I guess, okay, if you have more staff. If you, you know, need more than not, two people in the van at the time, yeah. then sure. You're either going to have to get a much bigger van or. <laughs> well, when we looked at, for, when we were looking for vans, we yeah. did look into one that. I don't even remember what it was. It, it was, was like a church, like kind of like a church bus. Or it something. was like a church bus. It was yeah. huge. And we, yeah. we looked at it and we, we talked about it for a while and we we're like, we could even put like a bathroom in this. Like this yeah. is like, it was this could legit. be palatial, but then we yeah. decided we didn't need that much room. Yeah. So, and this is perfect. I think we really nailed it with, uh, MCC 1.0. Yeah. There might be a 2.0 down the line where don't say that. Yeah. Well, her. I mean, we're inside of her. That's right when now. she's ready to retire <laughs> and she goes to, you know, the MCC retirement community. <laughs> Van heaven. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many positives for our business to have this mobile command center. Yeah. it uh, It's just kept us so much more organized. Everything is here in the van. Yeah. Um, we each have our own workstations. And with the business that we've built, like, we're both in and out of the van so much that, like, we need to be on site. And it's been it's been amazing. Yeah. It really has. And it looks cool. I come in here. I feel inspired. It's like my workspace. And even Wednesday when it was raining all day, it's just mm -hmm. such a good workspace. So like we still worked in here um, because when I'm at home trying to do anything, like I'm just distracted. Even if yeah. Sarah and Max aren't there, I'm still distracted by, you know, it just being my house. So yeah. like this is like a workspace yep. and having a dedicated workspace um, it's just been great. Yeah. Especially for me with my ADHD just all over the place. <laughs> I need to have a little spot where this is for work. Yeah. So. Can't recommend anymore. It's just. Yeah. Perfect. It is. If you're thinking about doing it, do it because it's great. It really is. All right. What else? Uh, uh, should we go back to voicemail? Back to voicemails. Yeah. Okay. The ship that I have a question about is Friendship. My question for Sean and for Catherine 
is how do you balance your friendship and also your business relationship? I've noticed that over the years, Sean has had very close friendships with people that he works with and currently with Catherine. Just wondering how you balance that friendship with business and leadership. Have a great day. Thank you so much for that call. Did, did we get a name on that? No. No that name? That anonymous. Anonymous. Straight to the question. That person is straight to the oh point. Oh, my God. I wonder who it was. Don't know. I wonder if it could possibly be my <laughs> wife, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the call, babe. Appreciate it. That's actually that's a really I, good question. Yeah. That's um, a, my husband called in last time. Your wife called in this time. Yeah. So supportive. I know. <laughs> it's really nice to have supportive uh, families. Yeah. So... That is a good question. Um, it's a question we get a lot yeah. when we're like out and about. Yeah. And I guess we, I mean, we're, I don't know if like me and you were really like good friends before. Like I wouldn't like call you out of the blue and be like, right. Hey, Catherine, what's up? Like, do you want to go to lunch or something? Yeah. Um, But like, I'm really good friends with your husband. You're really good friends with Sarah. And you know, so, but now, I guess now we are more of friends because we were sort of friends before. Now yeah. We work together. I feel like for some people that can be like a complicated thing to navigate. Yeah. Like where to like draw that line of, okay, this is our job for both of us. Mm-hmm. This is how I make my livelihood to provide your livelihood and everybody <laughs> else. So, yeah. I think that How do you look at it? I think that like in in any sense if you're if you're thinking about working with friends or family, I think that the most important thing is that both of both parties have the same goal. Like when when you hired me, I hope that you realized that I am like very goal oriented, I'm very business oriented. I want this business, if I'm part of it, I want it to succeed and that is my goal always. No matter what, I'm going to try to make this business business succeed as best that I can to my abilities. And I think that that's, I don't think I know that that's your goal too. So no matter yeah. what that is, as long as we're working towards that same goal, then it's not going to affect our friendship or, you know, we're not going to get into like piddly little fights because we're both working towards the same goal. And we both, I, I guess, we, I want to say that we keep like work and friendship separate, but I mean, it all like melds together because I see you constantly and (laughs) pretty much every day. And then on the weekends, we still hang out because I'm probably with Sarah and you're probably with Pat. So I think that it's if I I can see where people do get into trouble when they're like friendship and business relationships meld. But I think if both parties just are firmly have that belief in that they're working towards the same goal, then it keeps things business and friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think... um, I don't know if I realized initially when I hired you how goal oriented you were, but, um, but you are, and we have the same goals. So I feel like I know that you're very driven goal oriented. Um, we, we talk about our goals in here. We have our vision board. Um, so I kind of can let you just kind of, you know, dictate your own schedule and what you think is important for us to work on and, um, and let you run with it because I know what your goals are. We're both working towards the same thing. And I think as long as, you know, both like there's not somebody in that friendship, um, kind of like just there for like a free ride. Yeah. You know, like there can always be somebody that like, one friend is like the owner and the other one's like, you know, somebody that's just like along for the ride, doesn't take it too serious. Like that's where it can become really, really strained because yeah, whoever owns the business, like that is how they make their livelihood. So they have a lot on the line. Yeah. Where somebody else could just be like, Oh, you know, we're just, we're out here having fun and I can just do whatever. And it's not that important. So yeah. It's really just who you surround yourself with and making sure that everybody has the same goal. I think yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I feel like people get in trouble when they like they hire their buddy cuz their buddy needed a job. Like that's not yeah. that's not who you want to hire. Like you want to hire true. somebody who genuinely wants to work there and wants to achieve the same goals cuz <laughs> yeah. if you just hire the buddy 
who yeah. wants a job, then they're going to be like, okay, well, they're still my buddy at work. So then we can just goof off and do yeah. whatever. That's a good point. Like, yeah, if somebody's like in a tough spot and you kind of throw them a bone. Yeah, that's what I like, feel like that's when people run into problems. Yeah, that's yeah. Because, you know, if you if you hire somebody that like like you could have gotten a job a lot of other places. It wasn't like you're like, oh, I wasn't even looking for another job. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, was, yeah, we I just, was just employed. We headhunted you. <laughs> but it's like, you know, if people have those other options and like they they already were career driven and had their own personal goals and like you can kind of almost like tell where they've made it on their own without you um kind of what they're going to be like to work with if it's yeah. I, I think that was such a good way to to put it if it's like oh you know ricky really needs a job he's really <laughs> down on his luck hey come work with me ricky um no offense to people named Ricky, but uh, <laughs> just first thing that came to mind. You know, it can be, that can be where you really get into trouble. And yeah. um, and then it can not only be a really bad work relationship, it can ruin a friendship. So yeah. um, make sure that you really think about those things before you hire a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I like being friends with everybody I work with because, yeah. I don't know, what, why not? Makes the day a lot more enjoyable. It does. We have it a great does. time. We do. Everybody, I think so. All the guys and me. Yeah. Great time. Great question, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for your support, babe. All right. Let's do let's do another one of these Instagram questions. Oh, favorite TV show. Sean, what's your favorite TV Ooh, show? Oh, favorite TV show, a non-work related. I like this. <laughs> Let's lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this one's super easy, and there's only one right answer. <laughs> and if anybody else has a different answer, they're completely wrong. It is HBO's The Wire. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. You come at the king, you best not miss. I don't get these references because the I've never seen it. You've never seen it? <laughs> I've never seen it. Are you insane? I, yeah, because I hear yeah. it so good, and I should I should give it a go. All right, shut this down. Uh, we're going to watch The Wire from start to finish five seasons. It is, <laughs> And then we'll get back <laughs> then to we'll it. we'll get back to it and we'll, we'll do your commentary on it. It is by far the best show. It's like more real than documentary. What makes it so good? Just everything. <laughs> like what makes the MCC good? Everything. Everything. It's hard to really put okay. it into words. Right, when you the put Wire it like that. is the best show ever. R.I.P. Omar. We miss you. Aw. Yeah. Was he the main character? Uh, there isn't really like a main character. Was he one of the main characters? Are there a bunch of main characters? So he's he's the he, I'm saying because he he died in real life. Well, I know that. You know who he is? What's I, his name? I I don't. I just remember you posting about it. Yeah, he's the guy from. He was on Boardwalk Empire. Didn't see that either. I mean, either that was kind of boring. <laughs> the Wire. It's the best. All right. All right. Fair. So, fair answer. All right. What um. What do you got? Um, What's your wrong answer? Because it's not going to be The Wire, <laughs> so it's definitely going to be wrong. I feel like this is don't a hard you, question. Don't I, you dare say something like Friends. No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> if I had to pick my number one all-time favorite show of all time, it would be Arrested Development. I okay. absolutely love that show, and I have watched it. I can and have watched it, like rewatched it a million yeah. times. I, I still think it's funny. Not the new season that they did. That I mean, that was fine. But like the, just the original th seasons, it was like, yeah. ugh, it's just the perfect show. It's so funny. It, it makes so little. Funny. You don't think it's funny? No, it's pretty funny. I just don't like Jason Bateman. Really? I don't know what it is. Like Ozark. I can't get into it. I, can't, I didn't try that one either. Yeah. I just, anything he's in, I'm just like, I don't know. I just, something about his. I feel like he's a very vanilla man. Like he's not. This is like face bothers me i don't <laughs> oh, no. know what it is it's just like irritates me or something i just mm -hmm. don't like any of the characters they plays okay um that's fair yeah i don't know but arrested I... development is probably the best thing that he's in um yeah and everybody else in that show is just like jeffrey tambor hilarious will arnett he's the dad in the show oh, okay yeah um will arnett is the Job. Magician, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's will arnett is one of the funniest yeah. people to me i think i just love him i don't know that show gets me every time yeah but, Michael Sarah is really, really funny in that. He's, he is really he's funny. Really funny. He's in so that. good. Um, like the tension between him and his cousin is yeah. like that's like probably <laughs> one of the funniest parts. And that was probably that was probably like the first thing that he was in. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it and I like, think it was. His character in that is really hilarious. Um but <laughs> I feel like Jason Bateman ruined it for me just cuz for whatever reason I have a weird aversion to Jason Bateman. That is a hot take. I'm trying to get over it. Um, I keep trying to watch Ozark because <laughs> people keep saying how good it is, so I keep trying to watch it. But yeah, just that Jason Bateman, I can't get it. I can't get over it. Yeah. Well, um, but Jessica Walters, I think, died. Who's the mom in that show? So R.I.P. Her. Oh no. Yeah. We're losing so many national treasures. <laughs> I know. But I mean, other than that, I watch like really trash TV, like reality shows. So yeah. Um, can't help it. I try not to, but. Started watching Love is Blind on Netflix. It shows so good. I'm I'm so invested. I'm so invested in it I now. I gotta start that one. It's so good. It's so good. Is it good. on Netflix? Yeah. All right. I'll give it's it a so go. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I don't know what sucked me into it, but uh, yeah, that's some trash, trash TV. Trash TV is so nice. After you've had yeah. like a hard day of work and all you want to do is like kind of zone out and like yep. just be slightly entertained with something ridiculous. Yeah. Trash TV. It's, Every time. It is good it's perfect. That. Yeah. It's just, just palatable enough that it's just funny. All right, so I'm going to have to really watch all of Arrested Development. I think I've seen the first two seasons. Um, start from the beginning, rewatch. Yeah, I'll definitely have to start from the beginning. And you need to watch The Wire. I feel like there's a lot more than like three seasons of The Wire. There's so. five seasons. Okay. Um, And we'll reconvene on Monday. I hope you don't. Have oh, any. okay. It's <laughs> this weekend. I hope you're not trying to sleep this weekend because it's you're gonna have to go nonstop. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I can do that. So worth it. Oh uh, yeah. The, it's the best show ever. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to try it. Okay. What else? What All else right. we got? I'm getting fired <laughs> anyway, up about next. the wire. <laughs> hey, Sean. I'm curious to know. Uh, sorry, this is Levi with uh, TC Dex out of Utah. Hey, I'm curious to know uh, the story behind the paver versus decking thing. Seems like two completely different fields. Like, seems like a sheet locker versus a framer or something. Anyways, I'm uh, just curious to know, like, there's one you like doing better. There's one that's more profitable. Uh, anyway, if you could expound on that a little bit for me. Love the show. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for the call, Levi. Appreciate that. And that, that is a good question. That's a great that question. We do get a lot. And... It, I kind of like fell into it, not really knowing until later that not a lot of people were doing both. Um, yeah. I think it's, I've been seeing it a lot more now where like there's kind of the landscapers that do patios and then there's the carpenters that build decks. But especially in my area, there wasn't a lot of crossover. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I just thought that I don't know. They just go together really well. It's it's outdoor living. You know, you have yeah. a deck, you have a patio, you have landscaping like that just made sense to me. And the other thing was I didn't want to rely on just building the deck or just doing the patio and then having somebody else come in and finish the rest of it. And then there's like you can always just tell when it's built by two different people yep. because like especially when they don't have a cohesive design like so many times you see the deck get built and then they call in a landscaper and they say, okay, how are we going to match up a patio to this? Like when it wasn't designed together, you can tell it's not nearly as functional. It doesn't look as good and it's definitely not cohesive. So I just looked at it like these things all go together and I definitely don't have a favorite. I think you need in like a really good outdoor living space, you need both. The more textures that you can bring into the space, I think the better. And there, one really isn't more profitable than the other because we kind of factor them in. We don't do it by square foot. We just kind of do it as far as how long it's going to take and what the material costs and our labor costs is the same, whether we're building a deck or we're doing a patio. So profitability wise, they're kind of the same. Um, But I just think there's no better way than incorporating everything into a backyard and having that full picture and having the cohesiveness, knowing that one person did it. Um, and, and there's like a thoughtfulness between the transitions. Yeah. I think that's that's so true. And I think clients really appreciate that when it's not like they don't have to piecemeal things and like yeah chase down different contractors. They they just have, you know, they have the, des- the exact design that they want. And then you just create this picture for them with the whole thing. Yeah. And it all it all flows well into each other 
yeah, I think I think it's integral to do both. Absolutely, absolutely, <clears throat> and um, clients do love it because they they don't have to deal with as many contractors. Um, but if you are somebody that does one or the other, or or if you're in another trade that like goes with something else, um, always try to work with a designer that can come up with the full picture for you. Yeah. And then you build this part, you know, maybe you work with somebody else that builds this part, but you need to have that design and that vision figured out from the beginning. So that they both work together in the end. I just see too many really, really expensive backyards that you can just tell they thought about the deck first. So they did the deck and then they thought about, okay, now we want to do a patio. How are we going to piece this together? And it just always looks like it's pieced together. And you don't want that. Yeah. Get the full vision first, and then you can chip away at it uh, with what you can afford. So, um, yeah, I just kind of fell into it, I guess, is the answer that yeah. Levi's looking for. That was a good question. That was a good question. I like that. Thanks, I like Levi. that very much. Thank you very much, <laughs> Levi. TC Dex, check them out. All right. Let's do another voicemail. Okay. Hey, this is Evan. Uh, I was just calling in to uh, ask a question. Um Love the podcast, by the way. Love your page. Um, but the question is, is running social media like YouTube and social, you know, uh, Instagram and things like that, uh, most social media people are just social media. They run just a YouTube channel about their daily life. But you're running a platform in the sense of, like, running YouTube, running Instagram, Facebook, but also on the side running a construction business. So I guess my question would be, what are the challenges and what are, you know, the daily tasks and how hard is it to run both? If it's hard, if it's not hard. Um, so yeah, like I said, love the podcast. Keep it up. You guys are doing great work. Thanks for the call, Evan. Appreciate that. And, uh, that is a good question. Yeah, that's a great question. I hadn't really thought about it that, you know, most people that are, I guess like YouTubers or, you know, like big, big influencers are, are just kind of that, like they just do that. You know, they're not yeah. also, um, well, I'm sure there are, there are a lot of them that are running businesses, but I think that is kind of like sort of a unique thing in the construction industry that like everybody that is creating content is also running a business. There are a few pages that, just kind of like do tool reviews or and they're not actually running a company but yeah yeah i think that is something that's really sort of unique to the trades um it yeah. is unique start off what what I, are the challenges there's <laughs> there's a lot i would say um i think that i think that the general public when they see like that companies do have a social media presence they don't think that it's you know they think like oh it's just it's just taking a couple of videos during the day. That's probably not that time consuming, but it is actually so time consuming and it almost is like a whole separate business. Like we, we have two sides of our business. We think about permits and scheduling and making sure we have materials. But then we also think of like, okay, what content are we posting today? What are we, how can we make this video cool? So it really is like two separate channels of yeah. the same business. Yeah. And it's, I would say the hardest thing, uh, you really need to kind of like separate, um, delegate like those duties. So like for me and you, we are like, you are, I would say 75% like on the content side. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably like 50, 50. Yeah. And we want everybody else to like, we try to delegate what the tasks are so that not everybody is thinking about every single thing that we need to do. Like right. they handle their stuff. We handle our stuff and try to find a balance, but it is, it's really difficult. Um, we try to create the content in a way that isn't going to be super impactful to the productivity on the job site. Um, mm -hmm. So you need to like almost work around what's going on and create the content around that instead of, this is the content that we want to create. Let's figure out, you know, right. how we can film this. You kind of yeah. just like with all of our videos, we just kind of shoot a bunch of stuff. Then we edit it 
into a storyline later. We're right. not like running off of a storyboard like, all right, Aunt, now you say, hey, that's not my hammer. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> right. we're just filming what's going on. And then it's something later that gets edited down into something that is somewhat resembling, I guess, like a storyline. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but it is it is stressful. It's tough. It's hard. <laughs> it's just a lot. I think the biggest thing with the social media stuff and the content is there's no end to it. It's like the mail. It's going <laughs> to come every day and you got to keep going. Yeah. So you really have to you have to love that side of it. You have to love the video creation process and uh yeah. Even though I do love that part of it so much, it's still stressful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like it leads, like, well into each other, though. Like, if you're a creative person, like, I I feel like any carpenter is a pretty creative person. They're very hands-on. They like to create things. Yeah. This is just a different lane to that. It's just yeah, creating a deck or creating a video. It's like it, they both satisfy a creative need. So yeah. I kind of feel like they lead well into each other. I think so as well. And I think that's the thing that I love about um, creating the videos is you're kind of, you're you're shooting the video about something that you're creating and then you're like trying to create this cool way of presenting that thing. That, it's almost like yeah. creativity inception. It's like yeah. building the thing and then you're creating, you're creating another thing about, that, about thing. that thing. So it's just like another level of creativity that you get to, you get to, build something and then you get to make something about the thing that you're building. And I just think it's really fun and, um, and I love doing it. So it's cool that we get to, but it is stressful that it just keeps <laughs> coming. You always got to keep, keep coming up with fresh content. So anything in life is stressful if it's worth doing. That's true. That That's I feel true. like any kind of work is going to be stressful. Even the things that you love. Yeah. Are stressful. Yeah. And I we kind of talked about it like um yesterday or whatever that there's almost God, like I don't geez, do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, audience. I keep hitting banging your drink into the mic. I do that all the time. Sorry. Uh <laughs> take it easy. It's fine. It's no problem. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> You're getting stressed out about this. I'm so stressed. I'm so sorry. This is leading into my <laughs> point that we were talking about that like you kind of like almost fill in your life with a certain amount of stress like no matter how stressful like the situation is like your brain's gonna like tell you to a certain extent that like this is stressful right you know what i mean and yeah people with like super stressful lives they've kind of become more adept at dealing with that so like i feel like the the amount of stress that you feel is kind of relative and it's good to like think about that and realize like okay this is really just like my brain, like kind of creating some stress, but it's not that stressful right now. So, um, I think that's where the exactly. video content comes in because it's not that stress. It's we're making videos. Yeah, you put that like your your brain is kind of like creating that stress of the urgency. Yeah. So, um, it's good to be mindful of that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know really where I was going with that, but good to think about, I guess. <laughs> You slammed your drink into the mic. I, I, know, I just distracted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's go back to Instagram. Um, how are your New Year's resolutions going? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Sean, what? I, I do feel like we need to address the Peloton in the room. That I didn't, I didn't Peloton today? No. That yeah. you, you were on a 17-day streak. That's amazing. Oh, so we want to focus on the... Th the good. Okay. The positive. Not that I didn't today. And yeah. the day is not over, so you still have... Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to pedal ton. Yeah. I'm going to so. pedal a ton. Yeah. <laughs> so I, our our personal goals were, I, I think, a little bit ambiguous that we laid out in the New Year's episode. We had we yeah. have some concrete uh, goals for the business, and we also have, uh, I guess... Like for me, it was I wanna I wanna get back into shape. It's always something that um, I've I've been into, and it's just been really hard with running a business, having family, like all that stuff has made it really hard. So um, we got a pedal ton. Yeah. And I I just I like calling it a pedal ton. That's what Sarah's dad <laughs> called it once because you know he's older. 
and he didn't know it's called a Peloton, and I just think it's funny. So yeah. I like. And you it said it once, and now I can't stop saying yeah. it. It's, it's so. just a Peloton. Yeah, so we got a Peloton, and uh, I've done it every single day since we've got it, which is like 17 days. Yeah, that's very um, impressive. I've been doing it at 5.30 in the morning, which has been has been great. Gets me gets me jazzed up for the day, and uh, yeah, I really like it so far. So yeah. that's been really good. Um, I would say on the professional goals, it's a little hard to evaluate yet, um, even though you know, we are closing in on the end of quarter one. It's winter time, so it's it's not a great um like marker of of where we're at progress wise because it's so weather dependent right now and everything's just slower in the winter. So Yeah. Um What about your de- personal goals? Um five, become a five AM person was one of them and nailing that. Killing it. Love waking up at five AM. Yeah. I have really been like, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day and then I go downstairs and I sit in my little reading nook and I read for a while. And then I, I don't have a, I have a, a, a Fugazi pedal ton. I just have a regular spin bike <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'll do that or I'll do yoga. And it's been just wonderful. Just yeah. it, my, my brain had created this picture of what I thought a 5 a.m. person was going to be. And I'm like doing all those things. And I'm like, I get why people do this now. This is yeah. delightful. I love having that time in the morning. And even our next job is like we've recently been working very close to home. And our next couple of jobs are very far from home. So it's going to be more of a commute. Now, I, yeah, we need to be 4 a.m. people because I'm really enjoying that me time in the morning. Yeah. I so. only know two other 4 a.m. people. Who? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's a 4 a.m. person? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well. And Jocko Willink. I don't know who that person is. He's like that crazy Navy SEAL guy. Uh, He's like... Is he the guy that was like... He studied with the Goggins guy? No. No, different Unrelated? Guy. Okay. But he's got his own energy drink now. He wakes up at 4 a.m. Okay. Um, so, yeah. He's crazy right. like that. Maybe I'll try that. I, yeah. I really... I'm not willing to give up this me time. I'm really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's nice. Um, oh, just nice. the world feels quiet at that time. It's so nice to you wake know? up when everything is just quiet. Yeah. Like there's there's a different calmness to the world early in the morning versus late at night. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like right, right before dawn, like, you know, it's dark out, but like it's, you know, the sun's just starting to rise. There's something so peaceful and calm about that. Yeah. I really I really have started to enjoy that. Yeah. So um and my other goal was get a Ford Bronco and I haven't done that yet, but I'm still trying so hard. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. And that was kind of a vain one anyway, so. So vain. <laughs> Just want one so bad. I know. You should I think you should get an older one. That's I mean that's you really like what I want. You never drive your current car as yeah. it is. So just these they're so expensive. Car, new cars are so expensive. Is I know, but even it? old ones I like what I want, my ideal Bronco is like a late 70s. They're called snub nose Broncos. Yeah. And even those, back when I wanted them when I was 15, they were like two grand. People would be like, please take this car. Now they're fancy and popular. So they're like $30,000 for that car. 30000 Yeah, for like a nice one. Or like uh, one, not not even a nice one. The one that like wor- works and runs. Huh. But, but anyway, let's not. Yeah. That's a vain goal, but. We're one killing our other goals, and yeah. I would say we're on track with our professional goals. Um, yeah, definitely. But the winter is is just, you know, it's a lot slower. So, um, you know, once we get into April and, and kind of like the full swing of our season, we'll get a better idea of how uh, we're performing against those goals, and we want to get to a million dollars in revenue this year. Um It'll be very telling once we get into April, May, June, how we're stacking up against that goal, and uh, and we'll be reevaluating it. But so far, so good. Yeah. We're working on ourselves. Yeah. Doing great at that. The better we get, the better we can be at yeah. the business. So. so, yeah, I think we're doing pretty good. I think and so, And we'll too. probably, I would say, in the next um, month or two, maybe in a couple months, we'll do like a full dive on how uh the business goals are going you know once we get close to say half of the year being over yeah that would be fun to talk that's about. a good idea yeah because so, they got to be trackable um 
all that kind of stuff. And we want to hold ourselves accountable. So, yeah. Love that question. That was a great question. And uh, probably getting close to our happy we hour. We are at our happy hour. Right at our happy yeah, hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have like an internal clock now <laughs> that, was that pretty knows good. <laughs> when the happy hour is coming. Yeah. So I always like these episodes where we just get to like kind of kind of just unwind, rap about stuff and not go in any particular direction. Yeah. That's kind of that like my native way of being, not going <laughs> in any direction, just meandering around. <laughs> so hopefully, um, hopefully you got something out of this and, you know, some of these questions resonated with you. But uh, next week we'll be back with a regular full in-depth conversation about a very impactful topic, which is to be determined. To be determined, yeah. To be determined, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be great. So until yeah. next time been the hardworking happy hour see you next week